Sometimes this thing doesn't record for the first 10, 20 seconds. I don't know why. I think it's the memory card. I think the memory card hates, hates slip angle. The memory card thinks slip angle is a bad show. So sometimes, sometimes it doesn't record the first 20 seconds. So we got about 19.20. There we go. Welcome, everybody, to Slip Angle Show. I'm Adam Jabay. I'm, I'm an F-250. It seems like I record all my shows in vehicles now, so because that's the only free time I have. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going up to Gingerman Raceway to pick up the last remaining bits from Grid Life uh, Midwest 2018. And I've got my dude from England, Richard Simmons, here. Uh, what's up, buddy? Oh, not much, dude. Just chilling in your truck. Chilling in the truck. It's yeah. actually, air conditioning is kind of cold. I am actually it's, chilling. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah, I can't I've complain. I've been roasting all day. Uh, yeah, how, how, is, uh, how is the U.S. 85-degree weather treating you here in Chicago? Warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah not, and humid. Not quite used to it? No, not so much. This is like as hot as it gets. You've got all these British long sleeve shirts. It's uh, That's because it's cold in England. Uh, every, time I, every time I see you, you're wearing a long sleeve shirt. Uh, you uh, you came over to basically help with grid life, so how uh, how has the trip been so far? Besides uh, uh, besides all that grid life stuff, you, you have a good trip over? Oh, the trip was fine. Yeah. Flight was really good. A little yeah. bit bumpy over Iceland, but we can live with that. It okay. Was, uh, yeah. Um, your second trip to the U.S. Is it easier to travel the second time? Yeah, very much. So after like the horrendous customs interview thing the first year. Yeah. This year I just had to scan my hand in the machine. Yeah, that's and, not uh, too bad. No straight through a little bit easier they're like what's up rich and yeah. fist bump you yeah fist bump first <laughs> here's your gun the customs guys. here's your drugs <laughs> let's party baby <laughs> i'm not sure it was quite that good no. but it wasn't bad not that cool no i'm not like guns here uh, the uh well it's we're a land of freedom so you get and when you when you come here they hand you a nine mil an ls engine uh and uh and a six pack of cores and it's time to go so <laughs> Uh, now I appreciate you coming over and helping this weekend. Uh, it was a long and crazy weekend. I won't delve too much into grid life except for it was, it was the wildest event we've ever thrown, and it was it went really really smooth overall, and it was wet on and off, which actually probably was good, except for for us we had, we get to stand in the rain. Yeah, I did have to change my clothes three times on Saturday. You think, you think coming from England, you you're all set to jet with the water, man? <laughs> well, yeah, but coming to America where it's all sunny and hot, and you don't need any of your wet weather gear and stuff. No, it it, uh, it definitely was wet. Yeah, uh, but luckily it wasn't too crazy blazing hot. I think the hottest it got was like 82. No, uh, it was much nicer than last year. Which is still the, hot in the sun if the wind isn't blowing. On on the but hot side of things, it wasn't too bad. It, it's still light out here, so this is the time of day when I do podcasts in vehicles and people look at you like, the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hold, kind of used why are you to holding that. a sure SM48 microphone while you're driving the crappy F250? Um. No, it was uh, it was a good event, and yeah, I appreciate you coming over and helping, man. Always, no problem, buddy. Um, it's my pleasure. And uh, yeah, so we're going up to pick up things at Gingerman, the last trip, because uh, there wasn't quite enough trailer space for everybody. Um, but uh, yeah, so I figured we got time to we didn't we didn't have any time to do podcasts at all this weekend. No, no time. For it didn't anything. happen. So we blew it. I, I talked about it in the show, like yeah, I'm totally gonna do it. I always do this. I always forget what I have to do at these stupid events. Pretty soon it's like 2 a.m. You're like, shoot, didn't do a show. <laughs> totally <laughs> forgot. But, um, so so you uh, you got to know me and Austin because something with Instagram, like I liked a picture on Instagram or something, and then you found Slip Angle. Um, but what is, what, is your, what is your actual car background? How did you get into this kind of stuff? Because you, you and I share a lot of similarities now, but uh, 
I love hearing like stories of how people got into this stupid crap. Yeah, I've been into cars since forever. My dad used to hill climb and sprint race silly Renaults and other such European stuff when I was a tiny little kid. Yeah. And then we've always he's always dragged me to the track for various different like British touring cars. Okay. And so he actually did uh, did wheel to wheel racing. Um, no, uh, sprint racing okay. in England is kind of like time trials. It's okay. a stand and start flying. Gotcha, that. gotcha. There's more than one car on track, but like staggered release. Yeah, yeah. We call sprint racing uh, like uh, short wheel to wheel racing. It's not not enduros. Yeah, but yeah, okay. So like like what we do with time attack or or with less cars or something yeah. on track. Yeah, yeah, kind of like track battle, but with only. Yeah. Like one car, there's no like accumulative kind yeah, of battle yeah. with it as such. Yep. Um, uh, so what, it, you grew up in the in the car scene. What kind of Renaults and stuff did he play with? Uh, all sorts of really old stuff we wouldn't know of. No. Probably <laughs> we've never Renault seen. 17s and Renault nines and what are what were like the safety rules and stuff? Did he need cages? Um, or what did he do? Like basic bolt in six point and and a seat and okay. a and a three-point harness. Three-point? Yeah, like, cool. so it's a it's an actual four-strap harness, okay. but both rear straps are the same. Okay. Can you buy, uh, can, I wonder if you can buy three-point safety harnesses from OG Racing. Probably. <laughs> Probably not, <laughs> I should have thought, these days. Everything's got a submarine strap now. Yeah. Or two. Two if you've got, uh, you know, the meaty clackers down there you don't want to pinch <laughs> off with the, with the one, with the five-point. Um, what was, uh, what was the first, uh, what was the first car that you played with? I think we might have talked about this a year ago when you were on the show. Yeah, the first car I really did anything with was my first DG Hatch. Yeah? You're yeah, Hondas right away? Wise. No, I had two Citroëns before. My first car was a little Citroën AX, 1400 okay. straight diesel, naturally aspirated, that was terrible, but too slow for me to crash when yeah. I first passed my test. Very so nice. Parentally approved, Yeah. but not getting me in any trouble. Look at that. There's a Corvette ZR1 <laughs> right there. No way. A 90s one. I haven't even ever with, seen With the LT5, the dual cam V8. You don't see those ever. Dual awesome. cam? It's got a twin cam load, uh, uh, a twin cam uh, Chevy V8. Oh, wow. Twin, dual overhead cam. Yeah. I was yeah. a quad cam. Yeah, the, uh, quad cam, yeah. yeah. Dual overhead cam. Uh, it's called the LT5. It was uh, it was built by Mercury Marine, and I think the heads were designed by Yamaha or Lotus or something like that. Oh, wow. So it's a pretty... Wow. Oh, it's a wild pack. motor. They made yeah. like 450 horsepower back oh, then. Geez. Oh, jeez. The uh, trailer brakes are a little touchy. <laughs> yeah. No, they made a lot of power back then. Yeah, why? probably turn those trailer brakes down. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, L- and it was wide body. You can't quite tell, except for when you look at the license plate. You can see like the oval is bigger around ah. the plate, and they actually stretch the fenders out and stuff. They're cool cars. Chris Sullivan's yeah. dad has one. Oh, really? Yeah, Chris Sullivan's dad won won one in a raffle <laughs> at a car show. Jeez, um, and sold like everything he everything he could to keep it to pay the taxes and stuff. Yeah, and has loved it ever since. Wow, taking cool. taking it like to a bunch of autocross track days, all the Corvette meets everywhere. Chris even drove it to Import Alliance once, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, Chris uh, Chris has driven that thing a lot, and somehow it's still in nice shape, even though <laughs> even though it's like sixteen year old Chris Sullivan, the photographer, <laughs> who was crazy about imports and beat the crap out of it, uh, drove it. So. Uh, no, those are those are cool cars. So, so you played with your EG Hatch. Yeah, you, uh, it was a uh, equivalent of your guy's SI, like the D16 okay. Z6. Oh, you got ones with Z6s, huh? Yeah, they're called an e- an ESI in, in in Europe. Okay, but it's the same spec, just rear, like front and rear discs. Did uh, 
did you guys get B sixteen powered ones also, yeah. or just you did? Yeah, they yeah. weren't just Japanese imports. No, we got an EG six VTI, which yeah. is the, the R equivalent of an SIR, but yeah. without all the funky Japanese bits. And uh, the generation before the EF generation, did you get dual cam versions of that? You got the VTI yep. and the yeah, attack and stuff. We got an IVT. Okay. EF and CRX. Man, so lucky. We didn't get any cool things. All we oh. got was D16A6s. My favorite engine ever, but <laughs> it's all we got. Um, so uh, is that this? That's not still the same EG you have, is it? No, I'm EG free these days. I have. Only... You sold your blue one? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah that I... went a little while ago. Oh, because you bought the Type R. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I downsized. I got rid of that Japanese Accord that I had. Yeah. And my blue EG, and just went for a more sensible daily driver. A, a Civic Type R. FN2, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what year is that? Oh. Uh, 2007, 2008, okay. right on the change over there. That was the chassis we never actually got. Yeah. It's got a solid beam rear axle, like a Honda yeah, fit? Yeah, it's like a giant fit. It's like a stretched out fit? Yeah. Okay. How, how do they handle out of the box? Because it's a strut um, front? Yeah, mine's yeah. really good fun, actually. Yeah. A lot of people don't seem to rate them, but I find it more than adequate for okay. track day filling when my EG, uh, my EK is broken. Did uh, d- did you guys get in England? Did you get the same chassis that we got with the RSX, the in- the Integra? I think of like O yeah. four to uh, like or, a DC five yeah, or O two and up. I think. Yeah, no, we didn't get any of those at all. Okay. They're pretty no cars. Integras. They're lovely cars, but, but they've got weird. Cha- they've got re- like totally weird suspension. Um, people, uh, the strut front, and I think it's a weird. Tr- it's a weird uh, multi-link rear, but uh, you can make them handle. You just got to do weird things to them. Lots of spring rate. <laughs> Lots in the back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're very pretty, though. They're some of the prettiest cars. I really do like that generation of uh, Type R that you have, though. It's like yeah, a good-looking car. It's a, it's a cool car. You can fit 10 tires in the back with the seats folded that's down. That's a big hatchback, too. Yeah. yeah. And that's got a K20. Like, Said, yeah. Uh, that's like the K20R, real similar to the uh, JDM Type R motor. Um, it's a later generation one, so it's got a slightly different girdle in the block. Okay. And it's like fly-by-wire throttle control. Oh, okay. Yeah, and... Uh, you're talking about taking that thing to the to the ring soon. Yeah, we you, sh- you, you should fly over and do that. Really, I want to do it. My wife wants to go. She really right. does. So well, this might happen. It's next happening year. <laughs> uh, next year, or the year after. It depends on when she goes full time on on work again. Yeah, right. I'll put a diff in it, and we'll go oh, do the man. ring. You've been to the ring twice now, right? Yeah. Now what uh, what car did you took your your EK there? Um, no, both times I took my EG. Okay. Because it's more comfortable to drive. Your EK has like, got a full cage in it. Yeah, so we'll talk about one that bucket bit. seat. And yeah. Not the most practical thing to do, like an eight-hour drive across Europe. In ah, I think it sounds awesome. They're a bit touchy at the Nurburgring on like tourist days for roll cages and winged oh, bucket seats. They don't like that kind of stuff. Nope. Really? If, yeah, they won't let you out if you've got a door bar. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Or huge aero. Sorry, your you car's out. too safe. Yeah, basically. Really? Too safe to be on a road. You can't You can't do that. Interesting. I uh, think they want to cut down on accidents from yeah, they're lap tr- time heroes. Yeah, they're trying to get people from trying too hard. Yeah. Yeah, that makes some sense. But what it, What was uh, Was that after you had done other track days or before? Um, all sort of about the same kind of time, really. Okay. I'd done some track days before I went there. But that place teaches you to drive real fast. It, it's... <laughs> Like as far as speed goes, fast because it's so wide open. 
There's, it's narrow, actually. No, I mean like straight lines. Yeah, you got long so straightaways. many long straights. Uh, it, it, it does look very different. Uh, it doesn't quite look like a Honda Civic track. No, not it's really. <laughs> it's like an M3 kind of yeah. style track. But Hondas are under eight minutes there reasonably regularly. Okay. Um, like the Civic Type R, the new Civic Type R, I think, was there. Yeah, that's yeah. such an amazing car, though. So fast. The so much power. Uh, you, do you like driving that track or no? Uh, yeah, it's an experience, but okay. it's no, you can't fully commit to it. Because it takes so long to memorize? or Mostly because I haven't got a million dollars in the bank account. And yeah. if you crash, you get a huge bill for Armco repair yeah. and track stoppage. Do you know how much it is if you take a I, chunk of Armco? I, last I heard, somebody... I know hit the armco and spill a little bit of fluid and had a three thousand euro bill for it, and that wasn't a track stoppage. That was just a yellow flag. But it's a localized yellow. Yeah. It wasn't even bad. So you do not go into the wall. Nope. At the Nurburgring. <laughs> no, that's a bad deal unless you got a whole bunch of money. That's about. I heard uh, some costs for Atlanta Motorsports Park where we. I was just there a couple weeks ago yeah, for yeah. Mike Taylor's wedding. Uh, and they said it's about, and this was after the track went cold. We didn't get a talking to beforehand. Um, after the track went cold, I think I think it was Mike or Bowie. They were like, "Oh yeah, it's like three thousand bucks for twenty feet Armco," and I was like, "Wow, huh? I really like this track <laughs> a lot. Really, that kind of weirds me out, though." Yeah, maybe <laughs> just buy them a new race car worth of money into one piece of Armco. And he said, oh, they barely even ever change it. Like, all the pieces are still dented. Oh, so you don't <laughs> even get to keep your bit of Armco you've paid for then. I, uh, I don't even take that home, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I almost went into the wall there, too. Oh, wow. Was when, that in the blue car? Yeah, in the blue sedan when the when the tire cut. <laughs> yeah, the pictures of that looked uh, big long Big long left-hand sweeper, and then it goes into a fast right-hand kink onto the front straightaway, and the, and the driver's side uh, left front tire blue uh, in the left-hand sweeper, I heard like a whoosh, 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 whoosh. it sounded like an air hose like loose. Yeah. And uh, and then when I started rolling right into the sweeper, the car didn't want to do that at all. <laughs> it, it did not want to do anything. It just wanted to go left some more. <laughs> <laughs> not good. It was right after I shifted to fifth gear, too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It was totally awesome. It was like two seconds of like, oh, no. All oh, this is, oh, that's fine. We got it slowed down. And then just Bang the car, bang to the tire on the track for a mile, couple of miles. But no, that was, that's a really fun track. I I want to take you down there sometime. Hopefully, that'd be quite nice. Yeah, if uh, if you can stay the whole summer, your plan is to stay the whole summer. Yeah, I should be here. Hope, fingers crossed, until just after South Festival. Yeah, you're you're dealing with uh with some some stuff back home that you might need to go home for. But uh, well, hopefully, yeah. we have you. We'll we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, indeed. Tomorrow morning yeah. is D D Day, kind of for yeah, me. You'll find out. But hopefully I get to stay and fix all your dumb race cars of you. Yeah. So we can Do go and have a bunch I of fun. Really, I can really use the help building <laughs> race cars. We, we spent the, uh, a night the other day uh, eating tacos, which you seem to like. Oh, tacos uh, are good. So you don't tacos have tacos so at home? Um, nowhere near me does tacos, no. Oh, those are oh. good tacos made by brown people. And yeah, those they, are the kind of tacos you want to have. They are good. Um, the uh, And then we looked at the Fraser for a couple hours just planning. Like, yeah, what's the steps? Because I... Up until now, I've been like at the like okay, next big project is this, you know, build an exhaust, finish the mounts, build an exhaust, do the wiring for like six nights, make it run, 
Um, and now I'm down to all the little projects, but I think the motor's got to come out first. So we spent a while planning that. That'll be a fun project. I, I'm going to thrash on it the next few weeks. So it, yeah, I think we worked out some good ways around a few little problems with that. No, yeah, it's a lot of it's good. Always, it's good to get a second mind on something for a couple hours, you know. Like, yeah, and just bounce ideas back and forth. Looking and at something for too long, and then you, your brain is thinking about something else, and you don't consider the options and, until you get, you know, somebody who's built a bunch of crap to look at it for a while and think think their way through it. Also, um, my brother's been a good help with stuff like that with me too. Like, because I'll stare at something. And then your brain starts to go one direction, you know? Yeah, and you um, stay down that train. And, yeah, and, you, and sometimes it's hard to think of the other direction. So it's it's always been good to see, like, and, and Kyle, tell Kyle's been been another dude like that who's, I'll just, hey, what what would you do? And just see where, you know, see where they would go with it. So good to have somebody stare at it, because that's kind of been, this this project's been, like, almost mine the whole time. My brother, my brother looked at a couple things with the mounts with me, got his ideas on a few things but there wasn't too many places we could put the engine we no. kind of had to like go right there it fits quite nicely there though it does actually fit pretty good yeah it's, it's only cocked at a slight angle uh it, uh, it i think it's actually going to work pretty well but and it's nice and far back too so. uh, it, i can't wait to drive it man it's gonna oh, be so light so uh, cool so before you uh before you did track days did uh what led you up to doing track days in in england and what's the culture like as far as Hondas and track days and uh, is there much around you as far as cars go? Um, sort of. It's very, very different to here. Yeah. They're really different to here. There's um, there's plenty of racetracks in England. Yeah. But it's not so much like a lot of my friends don't drive Hondas. We sort of just drive all sorts of stuff. It's less yeah. sort yeah. of clicky like that. Um, but before I started track doing a lot of track days and bouncing out of my seat in your truck on this lovely road yeah it's a bit bouncy <laughs> um we used to uh, car shows instead of being like grid life where you've got a proper gr- like driver development program yeah you just pay your money to get 20 minutes round racetrack at a car show and um that's how it book works. like four or five of those yeah no is, no it, instruction like, is there a, is there a culture of like uh beginner intermediate advanced kind of track day stuff like there is here or they do split sessions between abilities but at the same yeah. time there's no sort of follow-up to it so for my first track time at a show i could have just said i would like an advanced spot please for really the 10 15 a.m session and the just after lunch session and you it just comes in the post and you scan your code and off you go so you just buy sessions usually. yeah is there a lot of groups that do events, or is it mostly the track renting them out? Um, this, like, this is as far as like car show stuff goes, which I was into like before that I got really into doing proper open pit track days. Okay. Um, but as far as there's four or five big track day organizers, I suppose that I'm aware of. Yeah. That do a lot of the main tracks. Okay. And a kind of a new company sort of popped up the last year or so that runs a few at my local circuit, and they've just started a small hill climb oh, cool. sort of challenge in yeah. um, a place in Wales. Is there a lot of uh, is there a lot of hill climbs that you could get to and and do at with cars like like what you have? Yeah, there's unibody th- cars. There's not three. Like full yeah, there's three close to me that. Cool. Well, they have 
sort of a classic system that seems a bit like your autocross. Okay. So you could run just your completely standard road car. There's a class for that. Or there's a class for sort of mildly modified production cars. And yeah. then sports Libra stuff like the Frasier. Yeah. And crazy single seaters with bike engines and loads yeah. of aero and all of the scary what are uh have you done you haven't done any hill climbs have you not yet no nope. send me some videos of local ones i know yeah I, I go and spectate quite a lot but yeah i just sort of been honing my skills before i go and it's probably a good idea jump out and make myself look like an idiot so have you actually had have, have you had instruction on track yet yeah or just kind of figuring it out no i've had instruction on track okay. My the track day organizer I use offers um, like two or three on-site instructors during the day, oh, cool. and you okay. can pay for like twenty minutes out in the car with an instructor. Okay, and a few of them are really good, and they'll put a camera in your car and yeah. sit down for twenty minutes yeah, afterwards. Debrief it, yeah, and go through it. And to be honest, I found that I learned much more watching the video back with the instructor than I did having the instructor in the car. Yeah, because when you first started it's like information sensory overload yeah yeah and you don't really have chance to like you'll hear him say break but yeah you, like you, you, you're so, flying more by the seat of your pants yeah you're just driving yeah that that's been part of the reason that we changed our beginner program so much and uh oddly enough i think we have a lot of beginners who have done more than one track day with us this year we've it seems like we have which is strange but <laughs> i remember my first day just being fully overwhelmed um and so we're trying to make the information processing more slow. Yeah. Uh, send some information out beforehand. Send them a, a podcast to listen to. Like, here's what you're going to see at the track. Here's what, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but no, kind of good to good to hear you say that. that. That reinforces that maybe I am on the right path a little bit. With, uh, I think from how the beginners did this weekend, you've definitely gone the right route. It, well, there, there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, it's, just, it it's a hard problem to solve, like... You know, how do you keep instructors safe and keep the beginners safe? And how do you make the beginners learn the best? We've tried a lot of different things. Even this year, we've tried different aspects of it. But um, no, it's uh, it's a hard problem to solve, especially with with so many track days happening in the U.S. Um, you do get instructor deaths, and I don't want that to happen. That's really not cool. Yeah, so, no, that's not. Um, good. You you did say something uh, that I that, that like blew me away the other day. Um, that uh, on track in Europe, there's no point buys. You use the signal, yeah, and you signal, signal just like on the road to tell the car that's passing you where you're going to go. Yeah, uh, if I want to let a car pass or I need to let a car pass, if I want to, generally speaking, you pull over to the pit outside of the track, okay, and let them pass on the faster side, on the line or whatever. So they're yeah. not approaching cars at merging into the track. Yeah, yeah, uh, I mean, that makes sense. Speed. Um, but yeah, I just indicate over, pull across, have a, le have a let off, keep your eye on the mirror. Obviously, let them go past. And, and, and you said there's the no, you said there's no point bias because the windows are all up. Yep, you gotta have windows up. Yep, windows up. You're allowed to crack them like a little bit. Yeah, yeah. much less than you guys have them open in the rain. Well, yeah, we we only allowed them in the rain. The tracks the tracks procedure is uh, you got to be able to fit a fist in there, and in the dry they have to be down. Yeah. But in the dry there, they have to be up. Yep. And and their thinking is to keep limbs from flying out the cars. Yeah, because obviously there's no way to stop your arm falling out if it yeah, goes crazy. I find it fascinating that, the, that like probably somebody in England 
lost an arm one time, and then everybody's like, nope, 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 yeah. keep the windows up. And then somebody in, in uh, the U.S. in the 50s or something was, you know, couldn't they couldn't get them out of the car because they couldn't break the glass yes. or something. And the windows go down, and that's just the way it is now. Yep. It's, it's so strange. So weird. And there's pluses and minuses to both. Yeah. I think the, like the most martial staff in England carry... Um, glass the, break hammers? Yeah. yeah the, the tiny like, little sharp hammers? Yeah. And if they've got a smash window, then they'll yeah. smash your window to get you out. It, uh, it makes sense. Uh, maybe I'll buy a few of those hammers and keep them in the safety trucks, and then if people want their windows up, <laughs> they, can, they can have their windows up. I think but. you need to probably have to discuss that with your insurance people. Yeah, we definitely would. Uh, no, I just found it like, huh. I just kind of figured it was the universal standard, but it's there's no, no. universal. No, the other thing is it's always wet and cold in England for the most yeah, part. So. so a lot of times it, it's not as hot. No, I'd say 70% of my track days have been done in the rain. Really? Yeah, probably. You get a lot of rain driving. Yeah, I. Or damp track. Damp track, rain, from damp to absolutely yeah. sodden like the weekend. Now, what's the uh, what's the tire of choice um, for like the Honda Civic and Miata crowd? Are Miatas a big thing over there? Um, MX-5s are huge. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a massive. Uh, yeah, MX-5s. they're called MX-5s there. Yeah. What's the tire of choice for track days for those cars there? People vary. A lot of it depends on how much money you want to spend. Yeah. to be cool but I use ADO8 Yokohamas because they last well they cheap to buy yeah, they don't seem to heat cycle out too bad pretty good in the rain oh they're great in the yeah, rain yeah they got a real directional pattern yeah you right? get them get them nice and warm and they'll burn through the rain okay. pretty well but they use a federal RS 959 yeah, yeah. those have a real directional pattern too. yeah, yeah we've had a, a few drivers have those I mounted a set of them for uh I think I'm on a set for a buddy. I think it was Phil Meisnikowski a while back, um, a couple of years ago. But yeah, I've seen. I saw a bunch of those this weekend. It's a real reasonable price tire. Yeah, it's a much yeah. like the Yokohama yeah. similar sort of price range. They don't seem to last quite as long. Okay. But they may. They. I think from what a lot of people have said, they offer a slightly higher grip level, but okay, only marginally. That's a those 8008s. Those are 200 treadwear. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Still a street tire, huh? Yeah, very much a street tire. Here's that zero one again. Huh? You see how the license plate thing is about oh, yeah. a little bit wider? No way. You can see the body's just a little Good wider bit. than normal. That's cool. They're very cool cars. Uh, different rear bumpers. Check out that sweet RV, too. Man, a lot of cool stuff out here tonight. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the the old ride to Gingerman. How many times have I done this ride? I should probably take back roads with you and show you the back roads a little bit. There, there's some fun back roads. Um, yeah, the uh, the track they scene. How many tracks do you have access to that you can just sign up for a day and drive over there? Uh, most of them. Most of them offer. There's like, track is it days. like about 20 tracks over there? Or? Yeah, probably. That's about probably what I'm 20 that are commonly used, and then there's a few like airfield type. Yeah, yeah. Where they laid out with cones and. A lot of tracks. Like, probably more tracks per square mile than we have. Oh, yeah, if you consider that England is probably equivalent to a state of America, really, yeah, in we've, size. We've got, I think we've got 70 in the U.S., 70, 75 maybe now. I remember it was 64 when I started, I think, but it was in the 60s, and I know about 10 have been built. There's 70-ish, I think. Maybe maybe there's more small, small ones, too, but um, no, there's, there's definitely a lot of road course stuff over there. Yeah, it's been going on for 
quite a while now. Yeah, probably longer than it's been happening here. A lot of our tracks are old World War II American Air Force bases. Okay. Like and Silverstone, that was an Air Force base. Yeah. And a few other places. All the big flat open ones are yeah. airfields. What is, uh, like, uh, is Silverstone kind of the premier track over there? Or? Yeah, that's the big, where they hold the Formula One yeah. kind of deal. It's expensive to run and even is more it? expensive if you want a garage. and Kind of like Circuit of the Americas here kind Yeah, of thing. that kind of sort of deal. It's a really spa. nice facility or no? It's lovely, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it's really nice. The garages are good. They've got, most of the time though, they run the track day stuff from the old pit garages rather than the new ones. Okay. But... You uh, you sent me a video a little while ago of a bike motor Lotus Seven. You and I sent a lot of Lotus Seven videos. Yeah. We'll get into Lotus Seven things in a bit, but you sent me a video of a track that was that had so much elevation change. It was up and down and into woods and stuff. <laughs> and I forget what track it was, but there are some cool looking ones over there. That uh, was probably Brian's Hatch, I expect. I don't think it was. I think it was one I hadn't heard of. Oh, Cadwell Park. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. That track is insane. Have you been there? Yeah, once. Yeah. It was a long way from me, but... It, it looked really cool. Oh, that's it, like... They call it the mini Nürburgring. Yeah, it looked long uh, and, like, so much elevation change. It's very narrow. And, and, like, you'll go through woods, and then you'll pop out onto, like, the Windows 95 screensaver, <laughs> big fields and, and rolling hills. Yeah. And then, you know, down through a tight section. It looked really cool. It looks super fun in a lightweight, yeah, lightweight car like that. It's a good track for the, the Hondas and stuff as well. Yeah. Get, uh, a good lightweight. You don't uh, need a bunch of power. You just need commitment and yeah. some grip. That's kind of like what AMP, uh, remi AMP reminded me of video of that track. Yeah. I, when I got on the airplane on the way back, I thought, I got to look up what that track was because it... There was a couple aspects of it that reminded me of AMP, like the climbing right. sections. And um, now it, it it looked like a really cool track. Um, what's uh, what's your favorite one over there that you've driven? Probably Cadwell, even yeah. though I've only been there once. It's just a shame it's a seven and a half hour drive. Oh, it's that far? Yeah, it's like three quarters of the way up the country and okay. the opposite side to me. So. Yeah, you're down but, far south, right? Yeah, I'm sort of in the middle of the country, basically right like seven bottom. miles away from the English Channel. Yeah. So. So, uh, so what are the future projects for you? You picked up uh, a thing. Yeah, I did a thing with a Lotus Seven, but That's at it. the minute it's all a bit up in the air due to emissions regulations. Yeah. And yeah, yeah stuff you, so you, you said that now unregistered kit cars if you try to register them they have to meet the register the, the emission standards of the year they're registered in not the engine you put it in yep so so, so you don't you bought a lotus 7 chassis thing uh you don't know what what you're going to do with it because uh, no. it would be a pain to register now yeah i'm not sure what to do whether i'm gonna have to do my towing test and get a trailer or yeah try and wangle some sort of turbo k series in it for a little while what if uh what if you did like a like a brand new motorcycle engine maybe that probably could work actually but it would be yeah probably find a quite expensive motorcycle. Yeah. Um, maybe it wouldn't be that bad you'd no, have to find I'm... like somebody who stuffed it pulling out of the dealer lot you know yeah but, uh, Just something yeah. with bent forks or a tweaked frame or something like that, that would obviously pass emissions if they're selling it but um Maybe not in a car, though. I don't know. No, I'm not too sure. I'd have to, so much stuff legally with stuff like that's changed the yeah. last year that 
I have to really sort of consider my options. But so, what are, what are the emission standards like over there? Is that something that you have to get tested every year? Or? Yeah, okay. every every year is part of our MOT, which is yeah um, like a big safety and emissions check where yep. they go through the whole thing. A few states have similar things here. Um, in the U, in the in in Illinois where I live, the only 96 and up, only cars with OBD2 programs uh, have to get checked um, because they, man, this road is bouncy, because they, uh, 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 um, they, st- they stopped rolling cars on, uh, on, on uh, you call them rolling roads, but we call them dinos, um, because they just couldn't find technicians to do it well. Uh, they wrecked the clutch of my brother-in-law's CRX. Oh, no. Try, trying to emissions test it. Um, but... Uh, yeah, now they just do plug-in stuff for OBD2. Most cars are 96 and up anyway, yeah. you know. But I was—I think I was the last car that got tested in the emission station near my house, my Civic was, because I had, uh, it was after, I brought it back to Illinois, it was after they had uh, announced that it was only 96 and up that had to be tested. And I had moved it to Michigan when I was living there, and right before I moved it, I had gotten an emissions notice and then I moved it back after I thought, ah, oh, missions are done. I don't want to worry about that anymore. And then they sent me the second notice. Oh, no. Because they knew the VIN number, you know. And so I had already done a Turbo F series by oh, then. Oh, jeez. So and I just... Get it super hot. And yeah, I thought I'd try it. <laughs> and I was ripping up and down the street in front of it, waiting for a gap in the lines. Um, I'd done like a reconnaissance lap to see which one I wanted to go into. Yeah. And, uh, and drove right in, and it worked. So yeah. I don't know how it worked, but it worked. <laughs> turbos are good. Apparently, turbos converters. are supposed to be good for emissions. Yeah, three and a half inch exhaust, and it passed. But <laughs> 420 uh-huh. horsepower or whatever, man. Um, the uh, yeah, the emissions are they're simpler here, but yeah, you might want to find a, a seven chassis that's been registered then already. I think that might end up being the plan is going for another one that's already got a number plate and yeah. a VIN number. Yeah. So. Uh, you sent you, you brought me a couple of magazines last year, and the one of them was a kit car magazine. Yeah, it seems like kit cars. And you brought me another copy of it. Every time I'm in the RV camping, I read that magazine cover to cover. <laughs> it's so cool. Um, and it seems like kit cars are a pretty big industry yeah. over there. Well, Lotus and Caterham are both English companies. Yeah, so and they've and Westfield. All, and all these companies are copying them, um, or making variants that look like it, or making things that are totally different. Yeah. But aerial uh, like with the atom and not far from my house yeah probably 40 miles away okay. or so there's uh yeah there what certainly has been a really big industry in it so yeah. i mean a lot of them seem to now be going for those ford EcoBoost kind of one liter turbo yeah. 1.4 yeah i noticed that uh, that 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 was an option on like most kit cars now yeah. was the EcoBoost. Well. yeah i'm not really sure how they're getting around the emissions for their higher powered stuff now though yeah. but they obviously they have a work around or they track it. only cars yeah yeah i guess it's all it's all where it's just been changed it's still all a bit up in the air okay I, I haven't read the 25 page government <laughs> document yet about <laughs> it why ever not because i spend all my time doing dumb stuff for other <laughs> stuff other hondas and things like that yeah uh it, hey look a couple deer right there Right by the side of the highway. Isn't that, isn't that fun? I could be at home. Yeah, we're, we're, we're crossing through what looks like uh, what looks like the Serengeti here, but it's actually just northwest Indiana. Um, the uh, yeah, the, so, so the car scene seems pretty strong over there. Um, 
what is like the biggest car scene in England? Like, is it drag racing? Is it uh, uh, road racing? Uh, is it people following professional series? Like, what is the thing that gets the most attention? Quite a lot of stuff gets an awful lot of attention. Like, motorsport is very popular. Yeah, it in seems England. almost more popular than it is here. Probably, yeah. I, I think so because we don't really have much drag racing. Okay. We are, now we're down to one drag, like proper drag strip. Really? Which is Santapod. Yeah, they one. Yep, they wow. just recently put up a few months ago that York, I think it's called York County Raceway or whatever. That's shut. Okay. Because somebody wants to build houses on it. Because we're course. running out of space massively. Yeah, you need to stop having people and uh, or grow the island. One or yeah, the other. you need to just dump a load of sand and see and make, yeah. make some more England, really. But yeah. that doesn't seem to be happening. So, so it's more road racing and uh, is is oval track a thing there or no? Not really. Small stock car banger race tracks yeah. are really popular, but on a sort of a NASCAR-y kind of level, we don't have a huge amount. You don't have anything big? No. You've got, like, we've got, weekend Well, we've got stuff. Rockingham Raceway, which is an oval with a road course built into it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is a super fun track. Is it? Because... Do you, you get on the high bank? Yeah. Yeah? Cool. Have you done that one? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Very when cool. you tip in down off the bank into turn one, which is a nearly 180-degree hairpin, it, get, yeah. it gets Larry. It's yeah? real, real fun. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> What, uh, what do they run on the big oval there? They, well, they wanted to bring NASCAR to Europe. Yeah. And to some extent, they have like um, a sort of NASCAR-type series in Europe, which is uh, like a fiber-body, okay. space-frame, chassis deal. Yeah. But it never seemed to get much traction with people because... It's just too different, huh? Yeah, I think everybody's rather falsely under the impression that just turning left or just turning right is easy. Yeah. Even though it's like 200 miles an hour with 30 cars around yeah, you. not really. Which easy. to me terrifies me, yeah. in all honesty. They, they see BTCC as their kind of pinnacle and F1. Oh, and BTCC is the thing, dude. You, yeah. You need, you need to watch. The races look so good. Oh, it's, it's insane. So so amazing. Uh, is, is F1 real big uh, also? Yeah, huge. Yeah. Hugely okay. popular. Even though the racing these days probably isn't what it used to be when I was a kid. It sort of does look like uh, Follow the Leader a lot. Yeah, but. this year's been a little bit better. Yeah. But I haven't followed it close, but I hear a lot of recaps and I see footage and stuff. But They've shrunk the wings down a little bit to make them a little less aero-dependent yeah. and things. Man, like. they're, taking a, they're taking a page from Jeff Braun. Take the arrow oh, out right. of it. Yep. Yeah. He obviously uh, has the right idea I'm, with that. See, today I was I was listening to uh, a podcast, Driving While Awesome, and somebody was talking about a Ferrari 156 Shark Nose, which is like a 50s F1 car. Yeah. Um, and it's like a full open wheel, almost no arrow. No, I mean, no arrow. It's just like a bullet shape, you know? Yeah. Um, and so then I'm, I, I start going down a YouTube, like, wormhole while I'm standing and varnishing a door. Yeah. I'm listening to just... You know, I'm listening to footage of them driving and similar cars and stuff, and, and then you get into like '60s indie cars. And it, I mean, that's there's just so cool. Before uh, Arrow came in, they were so cool. Arrow ruined the world, really. Ah, oh, they were so impossibly cool back then. Uh, even just the tiny little wings, they were cool. But man, the open full open wheel F1 cars and indie cars were just the coolest freaking cars, man. Tiny little engines. They're only making like 200 horsepower, yeah. 300 horsepower. But it's so awesome. 
I could really get into that era again. Um, the the real simple era. But. See, I'm really into the Group C sort of 80s, early 90s Le Mans stuff. Okay. Like that's, yeah. That to me is is all yeah, of the cool. Like, like the, the Jaguars and... Uh, yeah, the Mazdas and yeah. Nissans and... The, the 787B, really, or 787-whatever, all the, yeah. those those things. that I love that body style. Yeah, all um, of that is amazing. Yeah. So cool. And this, the noises it makes. When did that car win Le Mans, you know? I can't remember. It was in the 90s sometime. It was either early 90s or late so. 80s. Did, did, uh, did you, were you happy to be watching World Time Attack last year? World Time Attack from yes. Australia? When they, yeah, when they, when they had it, like, playing in the background, they, they're... Mike Cohn and I were driving to mid-Ohio in the RV, and we're listening to it, and you can barely hear the guy talking because yeah. they're just trying to rev it up right yeah, next to it, trying to warm it up. Mode. Oh, it's so cool. It's a lot what that four-rotor sounded like at uh, Grid Life Mid-Ohio, actually. Damn it. I'm, uh, I am a little disappointed I didn't get to hear that uh, on the I weekend. Wish he, I wish he would have gotten back to me. Something must have happened in the car. He never emailed me back. Um, I was trying to find him a spot, and uh, and I had one. I, he never got back to me. So uh, He wanted one uh, after Mid-Ohio. Um, but uh, they they recorded that that car for Gran Turismo, I guess. Oh wow! Yeah, he posted on his Instagram, um, the guy with the four rotor in Ohio. Yeah, uh, that he was on the dyno and they were recording it for the new Gran Turismo game. That's so. That's cool. I think they were using the audio for the 787 race car. It was like you know fill in audio yeah. for it or whatever. Uh, so awesome! Oh geez, that is just so cool. Yeah, four rotors sound awesome. <laughs> Rotaries don't do anything for me unless they sound like that. Yeah, unless they're all of the rotors stuck together at the same time. Two standalones to make that thing run. This is insane. So many cool aspects. So insane. A a full sequential and oh, what a cool, what a cool build. Yeah, hopefully that car comes out to an event someday. I want to see it again. I want to just hear it again. (laughs) When he pulled into pits and into the parking, into the uh, Technic Tech inspection, the car was so low it couldn't get into the garages at Mid Ohio. (laughs) And we're talking like oh, a bump like this big. It's so low, like a one and a quarter inch bump. Um, the overhangs are huge on it. What a rad car. Just oh. the raddest. So uh, so when you go back to England, what are you going to do? What are you going to build? What's the future um, plans for you? I'm going to stick another D-Series back in my EK. Tell me about what you, tell us about what you're planning with that um, motor. Cause I've I think got a bit of a right. dumb idea that might work. You or said my- you've been talking about this, thinking about this for a long time. Yeah, I've kind of done all the math on it and worked out that it should all fit together and now it's just whether it'll all explode in my face on the rolling road or not. But I've got a D16 block with a D15B crankshaft from like the ODB1 VTEC yeah. D15B and some F18 and cord rods okay. and some R1 pistons. R1 pistons. Yeah, but it's Yamaha kind of, R1 pistons. Yes, yeah. So the same pistons as your Frasier. Or close to it, yeah. Yeah. The next generation, I think you said, right? It's 2009, I Yeah, need. mine's an 04, like 04 to 06. Yeah. I think it's a 07 plus is different, yeah. So that's that'll all fit together if you make it all fit together. You said you got to make custom wrist pins, though, right? Um, I've got an offset bush the rods yeah. for, on the little end for the bike sized wrist pins to keep the weight down Yeah. Um, but other than that it should all fit I'm just not sure on the liners at the minute what's going to happen is there 78 nail bore? yeah 78 and D-series are 75 Five. 
Yeah, so, that's a big difference. Yeah, I don't know if there's enough steel in the standard ones or not. You're going to try to overbore it? I'm going to I'm just going to bore one and see if okay. it explodes or not. Do you have do you have access to machine cuz you have a lot you work in a CNC place. Yeah. Do you have I, access to machines you can do boring no. stuff? No. You got to bring no, that to I'll the shop. No, I'd have to take that to someone to do cuz okay. we can't afford the machines down for long enough. Oh yeah. Yeah. That would be a big setup I would imagine. Yeah. If it wasn't something you did every day. No, I wish we did. That would be make my job way cooler. You could cooler. probably find a job at a machine shop. Yeah, probably. You did sort of quit your job when you came over. I, here. I, I did a little bit quit my job to come to America for the summer. Yeah, yeah he said you could have it back. But you <laughs> yeah, I could have my job back. But you did quit. Technically, I have left, yes. Uh, the <laughs> So who knows what you're going to do? You well, might stay know. here. You might go back. You might get a job. You might not. I'll have to go back at some point, but hopefully not as soon as it looks like I might have to. Hey, look at race cars. Yep. Circle track cars. Oh, geez, that's got like up stacks, like a lorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, those are, those are big old demo, demolition circle track cars. <laughs> they do weird things when in the name of racing here. Yeah. It's a couple of Chevy, like, big caprices with headers sticking straight out the roof, or out the, out the hood. Uh, and all, both painted purple, fully gutted. Definitely race cars. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no streeting those. No, when you paint it, when you paint a Caprice purple and put exa- put exhaust out the hood, it's time to race. <laughs> that's it. That screams go. This hey, look, two more. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that one's got purple. Well, like team that one's, purple. One's got a purple exhaust or a purple header coming that's out. That's gonna smell funky. Yeah, he's gonna burn that purple off. <laughs> hey, looks like fun to me. Yeah. Yeah, you can't have, not have fun racing a car, really, I don't think. Yeah, I think you can. I have had not fun, but it's still better than uh, work. Yeah, you <laughs> could have been at work or sat at home doing paperwork. Yeah, could have just been sitting at home bored. So, know. Even sleeping is not nearly as much fun as race cars. No. Not usually. I think a bad day at the racetrack is still better than a good day being bored at work. Yeah, so. I, would, I would tend to agree. Unless you wreck, and then it kind of sucks for a little bit. Well, that's the bad day. Those yeah. are the bad days. I've done those days a few times. But uh, Still, though, one of the most fun uh, weekends I've had at the track was following up a wreck. I crashed my car on a Saturday. Or no, it was like a Mon- Tuesday-Wednesday event. I crashed my car at a Tuesday, my red car. Yeah. Slid it into a wall. Um, and then proceeded to check the alignment, pull the fender out. I didn't drive the rest of the day. It was early in the day, but I, I was instructing, so I just tried to focus on that. I didn't know the track very well, so I tried to learn the track myself more, keep the beginners safe, you know? Yeah. I had two, instru- two beginners, um, or beginner and intermediate. So I tried to get those guys in good place, and by, the, by Saturday, or the next day, the second day, whatever day it was, I ended up feeling really good about the track. And so I thought, well, the car seems to be good. The camera didn't change. Everything's cool. So that, and that day was one of the more fun days I think I've ever had. Because 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 the car is at the point of like who cares about yeah, this thing? It's already crashed. What <laughs> it's can already, you do it now? <laughs> yes, that's the best. That's when you have lots of fun. Um, yeah, um, you always get always get geez, uh, yeah. you always get faster after that first bit of bodywork damage. Yeah, because you stop caring. That, that was my bit first more. wreck, and uh, yeah, I, I hadn't wrecked in like it had been seven years of driving, and I hadn't wrecked, and it it did take kind of a toll on me later on, like. I didn't didn't track for like two months, three months after that, um, and uh, and then I went back to the track and I, I was just feeling real timid. It took me a while to to really start you know driving hard again. Yeah. Um, finding the limit, I would feel the car step out a little bit, 
and you get that panic <laughs> death grip. Yeah. Uh, and that took a while to go away. It took it took quite a while to go away. Um, it's just everything like that takes time, you know. I actually find occasionally ditching the caged car for that little purple 1400cc EK that yeah. I had yeah. and just going out and not really caring about the car so much. Yeah. That really has helped me get a lot faster. Yeah, a car that you, you're not so emotionally tied no, to. It's no, more, not at all. I, it's I, just some crappy drive to work. Yeah. It's just, it, literally, I bought that because I think I might have blown an engine up just before a track day. Okay. And that turned out to be the option of getting yep. to do the track day stuff. Buy that, buy that thing. Yeah. Are uh, um, our, uh, our older ca- cars like that, are they pretty cheap over in England? Or? Yeah, you can pick up like an older, kind of rusty, small engine D-Series EK for five, six hundred pounds okay. without too much trouble. That's so not that's terrible. 700 bucks, something yeah, like that, with bad. like cheap coilovers on it and some wheels. That's pretty cheap. Yeah. Go out and rock the ninety horsepower all day long. Pretty similar. Have a blast. Yeah, pretty similar to here. The cheap stuff is still pretty fun. Uh, cars are like cheap track cars are. You can get on the track really cheap nowadays. Oh yeah. Change a bunch of blown out bushings and put some new brakes on it and go. Yeah. Uh, so what? What's uh, you, you caged? Uh, you caged your EK, right? Yeah. Now what are you? What are you? Do that all yourself? Do yeah, me and um, a friend who does. Um, but he's a welder by trade. Okay. We, we fitted the cage up in my other buddy's unit, like workshop. Yeah. And um, it's a partially bought cage that we bent some tubes up and modified to make okay. it a little bit better. What what have you? What else have you done to the car? Um, it's a EKs are ninety six to two thousand Civics. Yeah, so it's a pre facelift ninety six to ninety eight okay. car. What's with, that? Yeah. What else have you done to the car? Um. Really kind of basic stuff. I stitch welded all of the big seams in the body shell when we okay. did the cage, just for a bit of extra rigidity and welded up the holes in the firewall. Okay. Um, it's got your standard camber arms, lower control arms, Yeah. some AVO coilovers, which is an English brand, but okay. they're fairly simple, single adjustable units. Yeah, that, like a full threaded body coilover yeah. kind of thing. Just, but they're only rebound adjustment. Yeah. There's no compression or pretty, high and low stuff speed like that's stuff. pretty popular here. Yeah, it is a fairly simple car. It's got a big rear bar in it. Okay. Um, what have you done brake wise? It's got a legend front calipers. The two piston legend calipers. Yeah, the the twin pistons with some two eight two front discs, two okay. six two in the back. But it's on the hubs that I think you get in. Integras, like yeah, the, DC the shape, hubs, like the four by one one four with the bigger wheel bearings in. Oh, we don't get those. Oh, do you not? No, we only get four by one hundreds or five lugs. Ah. but they import those a lot. Yeah, like a. a it's a ninety six spec. Yeah, ninety six type, type R. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you can get those pretty cheap, or used to be able to. I had a bunch of buddies that had those because you could get slightly bigger brakes, uh, bigger hubs. You'd have to run, you know, different wheels. But four by one fourteen wheels are everywhere here. Um, so I had a bunch of buddies that had those on Civics. Yeah, but mine came from... Um, do you remember I sent you a picture of those Civic wagons that we get? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what my what house called? came from. It's a MB6 or MC2 if it's a wagon, okay. and an MB6 if it's a... It's cool looking wagons. Door. Oh, they're cool. B18, which yeah. is like your GSR B18. Limited so slipped diff. Yeah, like it's, a, it's a car that we never get, and you never see pictures of here. No, like, they're kind of cool. Is is were they common over there or no? 
fairly, yeah, less so like the VTIs with the bigger bigger hubs, but the sort of base model ones are yeah are pretty common. A buddy of mine's got one now that he's reshelling his accident damaged one into okay. as we speak, probably. Now, what uh, what engine the 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 D fifteen sixteen R one engine is that what you're planning on putting in your roll cage car? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, currently it's got a B sixteen in it. Um, it was supercharged, but I ditched the supercharger yeah. to fund buying CNC conversion parts, okay. and it kept it in too hot to run yeah. long run, run long stints in. They, blowers do make things warm, man. They just yeah. do. It was cool for like. 15 minutes 20 minutes in you're getting kind so you, of up you could still run pretty long sessions though 15 minutes on that's low boost I that's only, not terrible that's only 8 psi that's not terrible I like to go over like half an hour at a time and yeah. really get into it I I find it's coming off track because something's hot yeah. not just because you want to come off kind of sucks yeah that's true I like to do uh, sprint races here are typically uh, 25 to 45 minutes yeah and I think that's a pretty good length um, my, none of my cars have ever had enough fuel to go more, my factory tank cars to go more than like 45 minutes. <laughs> it, it, uh, my, my, my red hatch will have a 12 gallon cell and should be able to use all of it. So that, that'll probably do about an hour and a half, but C CRXs and civics, they, they start to fuel starve. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit below half. Um, unless you have like the one certain EF tank or something or do a, a, a fuel sump mod. Uh, some people do the... Holly Hydromat. Yeah, the Holly Hydromat is a new that's, thing. That's uh, what was in mine. Uh, another mod was the model airplane fuel tank mod for the pickup. Uh, with the um, and you put the return line down into yeah. into the basically into the small tank where the pickup is. Yeah. Um, so it's always feeding Just itself. And it, it'll take a little bit out of the tank, you know. Uh, so it's kind of like a, a, a miniature uh, surge, you know, sort of Yeah, an internal thing. surge. Yeah, that's... That's that's another common mod here, but not super common in Civics. I see it a lot in Subarus, but uh. um, anyway, that's one of the more fun parts of being part of the tech inspection team. I used to be the tech inspector for our events, and now I'm doing other things. But uh, is asking people like about their mods and what they've done, and you know, uh, getting to know people. But. I saw some really cool stuff this weekend, actually, in the tech shed. Well, well, we'll do we'll do a different show about about yeah. grid life. We gotta, yeah, that's cool. This one's we're about we're about an hour into this one. Oh wow, fifty four minutes already. Jeez. So, yeah, where can uh, where can people follow you on the Instagrams and stuff? Um, at Simmons underscore eighteen, which is S Y M O N S for the Simmons part, which is just my name. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's sort of where I keep all my car stuff to save my family and thing non-car friends from post after post yeah, and just hide it on boring Instagram. i've welded this together have a look now richard my... does some really cool fab work uh he's he's working on an intake manifold for my car so i probably owe him money by the end of the summer uh, we'll see and it's coming along all right I, i'm really excited about it yeah it's I mean, gonna like be a cool top mount throttle body center feed cowl induction it's gonna be rad <laughs> yeah luckily i get to run a cnc machine for yeah. work so i've got plenty of time to mess with the cfd yeah while yeah, the machine's ticking along computational fluid what is it computational fluid dynamics yeah yeah baby we, we got cfd on my intake manifold so excited it's gonna all flow uh to the you know it's gonna all the all the runners are gonna get equal flow uh, I'm very excited about that. It's going to yeah, be. I think I went through seven or eight revisions of that plenum before yeah, we got, we we got, got to start to selling some intake manifolds for you. 
It's going to yeah. be fun. You have to get yours on the dyno first. I've just done a sheet metal one for a buddy's yeah, MB shaped Turbo Civic, which is uh, hopefully looking for like five or 600 horsepower out of okay. that. What's he do with it? Um, at the minute, he's building it. Right. And he wants to do a lot of everything with it. Yeah, just drive it, huh? Yeah, just street, track, bit of drag racing. Yeah. Kind of, he just loves these cars. Very and he cool. is keen. I'm glad there's people like that over there, even though you don't uh, have drag racing. Drag racing is kind of like the core of a lot of people's intro to car stuff here. Yeah. Because it's very accessible, you know? Like 20 bucks, you can go run. Well, and up until probably 20 years ago, most of the cars built here were pretty good at going really fast in a straight line. Yeah. Well, it, it's now they're really good at it. Uh, they're even faster, but now they can also turn. Yeah. So that, it's even that more does terrifying. Help. <laughs> but now it, it, it is, uh, talking to you the last week, it's been kind of interesting, like, finding out how different our two car cultures are, but then they kind of all come from the same place, too. You know? Yeah, everything's really different, except for us, who just like dumb Hondas with yeah. silly single cams. Yeah, and, and stupid Lotus 7 things yeah. that we're building or collecting parts for. Yeah, so. you are responsible for me buying one of those in the end. Yeah, I, I hold you responsible for that bad life choice. Yeah, I do <laughs> enable bad life choices. I have a I have a master's degree in terrible decisions. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll uh, we'll stop this one. We'll do another one on the way home when we're bored. We'll talk Oogie about doogie. we'll talk about grid life and we'll talk about things. I don't know, whatever. But uh, yeah, uh, rate and review us on iTunes or or don't. I don't care. It's uh, that was another slip angle. Hope you enjoyed it. And if you didn't, well, it didn't cost you anything. So see you later, buddy. Love y'all. <laughs>